Hey Buds, I'm your host Sam. And I'm your co-host Ozzy. And you should know what this <laughs> is. Uh, and, and who are you? I'm Carl. Okay. I'm an extra uh, person. Okay, and this is, uh, what is it? This is a uh, cushion crime times three. Oh, times three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey buds, welcome back to another episode of Cushion Crime. Today we have a guest with us. This is Carl. Bienvenido. Oh shoot. Si soy el hombre que tu ama. Hi, Papi. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man, What's going daddy? on, guys? <laughs> oh man. Okay. So <laughs> FYI, this is my best friend Carl over here. Yes, this is a uh, girlfriend. Hey, wife status. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was pre you. Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't yes, mean to I, disrespect. Yeah, he was there first. Uh, was he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're the 2.0. Boss. Hey, Carl, Boston. Oh, yes, yeah. Sir. When you guys snuggled yep. yes, sir. after the 1OK Rock concert. Yeah, oh, we played yeah. video games with the vibrating remotes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, we did. Oh. Hell, yeah. Sake all night, bro. Had sake all night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and ramen. Don't forget the ramen. Heck yeah. I actually, I still have that Japanese whiskey waiting for you. So Ooh, I love when that you come, one. hell yeah, when you come. I'm not much know. of a drinker, but I'm always down for sake. Exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a fucking ritual for us, man. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. It's a lot more healthier in my opinion, too. <clears throat> Okay, so if you like these two, you can also find them on, what's the podcast name? Oh, you know how I've been telling you guys about the podcast and I'm branching off and everything? Ooh. Well, this is going to be our podcast. Our little project. It's called Team Shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Team, Team Shrimp. Shrimp. Team yeah. Shrimp podcast. Correct. I That's started that brand. Yes, you yes. did. <laughs> and you can find you guys on Instagram at Team Shrimp, Team Shrimp Podcast. Podcast. There we go. They got yeah. it now. And soon to come Twitter. I'll let you guys know. Yeah. So that you'll be able to find them wherever we are. So you can listen to them as well if you like their little tangents and their riffraff and Oh yeah, it's just gonna be a laid back podcast. Yeah, um, just chilling, really talking about current stuff, some old stuff, you know, just two best friends chilling. There's probably like going to be like 50 topics in one episode. But oh, yeah. We're going to go off on time. Just like we are right now. I think this yeah. is like the biggest intro we've had so far. Well, it's okay. I'm going to cut it and then play the music. And then here we are. Hello. So <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so you can listen to them as well. And so today we're going to have our usual thing where Ozzy does the strain of the day. And then we're going to be going over case. So Ozzy, would you like to? Did you say case or queso? Case, unfortunately, it was not queso. Oh, damn. I would I love some. Que- I thought it was queso. I would love some queso right now, though. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> In any case, Ozzy, would you like to take it away with the strain of the day? Take it away, Ivory Man. <laughs> <laughs> Today's strain of the day is brought to you by Lava Cake. Actually, no, it's actually Leafy. But Leafly.com. Brought to you by Leafly.com. Today's strain of the day is called Lava Cake. Sounds like a dessert, in my opinion. 
Ooh, I went on a cruise one time. They did have lava cake though. It was so. There's good. only there's only a few places that sell good lava cake. Now sounds I want like some lava cake. Sounds like it got fudge. Yeah, it does. Plenty of fudge. Uh, fudge. Yeah, it's just a cake, and they have it's like hot chocolate, melted chocolate in the middle. Oh my god, it's so good. All right, so today's strain of the day is a powerful indica hybrid marijuana strain made by the crossing of Thinmans. My other favorite Girl Scout cookie. And Grape Pipe. Lava Cake produces a relaxing effect that eases the mind, the body, and the brain. This strain is ideal for after work, lazy days off, or anyone who's seeking to relax. Lava Cake is widely celebrated for its deliciously flavor profile that puts an exceptional smooth and cakey terpenes. Consumers said that the strain is similar to the fresh baked goods with notes of sugar dough coming through. Marijuana strains uh, patients who chooses lava cake for a swift, swift release of symptoms associated with the chronic pain, stress, and anxiety. Growers say that this strain is dense, boldest, and structured with rich hues and purple and green camouflage, dense, glistening trichomes. That sounds pretty good, honestly. That sounds pretty scientific. Yeah. It's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff in there. I'm pretty smart at this. <laughs> yeah. And we're not sponsored by Leafly, at least not yet. Not yet. Come on, Leafly. You know you want to. I think they have podcasts too. So, hey, Ooh. Leafly. Yeah, I think um, so. Again, we're supposed to have LB Marvin and Brianna on this, but we recorded this same episode and it got messed up yet again. Audio uh, g- issues. Yay. Uh, this is why we say that we need some new technical. So. Yeah, we want new mics. In any case, if you want to support us getting new mics, you can find us on our OnlyFans. Just kidding. On our page. We do not have a for OnlyFans. <laughs> if you want one, we could get one. With toe beans. Toe beans. Lots of toe beans. Um, so today we're going to be talking about a missing person case, which is quite unsatisfying for us. We usually do cases that are nice and neat and wrapped up in the and the person and everything that happened is all set. But now this is a missing person. What do you mean? Like Batman? Uh, I don't think Batman is a missing person. Well, well, I met the villains of Batman. Oh, like wrapped up? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like that. Okay. Just like Scooby-Doo also. Or that. Yeah, and take the the mask off. So without further ado, we're going to begin our case. So Bryce was born on April 30th of 1994 in Springfield, 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 Illinois. His parents' names are Karen and Michael Laspisa, and Bryce was their only child. I thought you were about to say Springfield, Mass. No, no, no. Illinois. There's a Springfield like everywhere, though. Isn't that the one from Simpsons, actually? Yeah. Springfield, yeah. yeah. And then crap. I don't know if you've seen the movie, but I think in the movie they're like, oh, yeah, they bring you up. And they're like, R- the corner of Rhode Island, Nevada, and like fucking states that are oh, not next yeah. to each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, I think, it, I think it's the movie at least. The one with Spider Pig? Yeah. E-pa. I don't think I remember that. <laughs> yeah. E-pa. Oh, Epa. I remember. Okay, I remember that. Epa. I think we own that movie. We should watch it. Yeah. So tonight, tonight. 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 Yeah. Okay. I guess. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so Bryce was described as someone who is very nice and charming, and he was also very artistic. And he was just the type of person that he could, like, make friends with anybody easily. And he was reported to have a great relationship with his parents, and they would always talk to him about everything. 
So he was like the golden child, their only mm. kid, you know? Um, so after he had graduated high school, his family had decided to move out to California and Bryce had decided that he was going to attend school in Chico at Sierra College and his family moved down to Laguna Niguel, which they're pretty far from each other. When I looked it up on Google Maps, it's about a nine and a half hour drive from what I saw. Mm. So that comes in effect later. So he was staying at his school and he had a roommate and his name was Sean Dixon. <laughs> Dixon. <laughs> Dixon. <laughs> Dixon. My man. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Richard Dixon. <laughs> uh, so Bryce wasn't really the type of kid to get in trouble at school. And as I mentioned, he was very charismatic. Um, so he was just really a good kid. His first year of college, he reflected that as well. He got good grades. He made friends. And then he even started a date dating a girl named Kim Sly. I don't know. Kim Sly. I No, I don't know. She sounds kind of sly. Yeah, like you up to something, girl. I looked her up on Facebook. You did? did? Yeah, I found her. Mm -hmm. Detective. Oh, she's pretty. I feel. I feel like every girl talks about themselves like that. Oh yeah, she's pretty. What? Do you guys actually like tell? Nah, that bitch is ugly. Uh. Only behind the back. Officially. Yeah, that's (laughs) officially. No. No. She's so pretty. It's like the mean mm. girls are just like, oh my god, your bracelet. I love that, that's it. What Where'd sa- you get that's it? what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like is, is she really pretty or is she like um I could show you her later, but I no, she's pretty, she's cute. Like if you were a lesbian, you you would date her? Maybe, depending on how she was. Okay. She looks like she could also be mean. It, it almost sounds like we're asking the kind of question like if we talked about a guy and Sam would be like, if he was gay, would you beat his beat his dick? You know? And it sounds like that. I mean, if I was gay, why not? Hey, more than Mary, you're right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If I was gay, why not? <laughs> um. So anyway, Kim Sly, that's his girlfriend. Her name is Kim. Um, so when he came back home after that first year of college, his parents said that he was very normal. He didn't seem weird at all. He was just excited to be able to go back. I have a question. Yeah. Will it? Will the idea of what he studied matter or not really? You could ask. <clears throat> I think he was an engineering student. Okay, so obviously he's like a smarter, smarter yeah. dude. Yeah. Okay. Onward. Yes. <laughs> um, so after the break, Bryce went back to school. And before I go a little bit further, I want to say that it's perfectly normal for people this age to experiment. You know, do different drugs and drink and i mean ozzy was a goody two-shoe when did you smoke and drink for the first time boy when did i have my first beer (laughs) (laughs) um i i mean i did my first couple hits in college when i was like 18 right exactly okay but before then i didn't do anything because i was i was i was raised in a religious household and spanish people you know right Um, first beer five see (laughs) <laughs> like I had my first, like Holland. I had, like I had my first jalapeno <laughs> at five. Ooh, not the That's, jalapeno. Yeah, I've, I've had my first jalapeno, but like beer wise, I did it when I was sixteen. Right, so you were Whoa. older, and like, so he was in his freshman year of college, right? So that's normal for people to do that. Yeah. Um, but most of us would never do the things that we did in college again yeah. now. Or oh, oh yeah, like I totally like I did my first hit of weed when I was eighteen, yeah. and I'm still doing it. I smoked my first weed. I, th- 
I think same. Oh yeah, I smoked a weed when I was eighteen. <laughs> the I weed. smoked a weed. The weed. <laughs> I smoked the weed the when weed. I was. Yeah. Damn, I was a bad kid. I was Azzy, fourteen. Azzy, how'd you get into it? Like, in the short story, what made you smoke for the first time? So it was definitely peer pressure. Hmm. So like when I was in college, it was basically like I want you know I've always, like throughout my whole young life. I wanted to just fit in. Yeah. And, you know, be one of those cool kids in the, in a way. Yeah. Cool cat. Like there was a point where like I paid a dollar a week to this guy to this kid to teach me how to be cool. That's pathetic. Nerd. Whoa. Yeah, that, that. That, that yeah, like that's literally the truth. And then when I went into college, I did my uh, first couple hits at a party because, like I told you, like I wanted to fit in. And then after I um, finally had my own apartment because I was with a roommate at that point, um, that's when I started being more to myself and keeping to myself. Mm. And like I just realized that, you know, why am I doing all this extra stuff to just fit in when I can do and be myself? So... That's why you started smoking weed to be cool. Huh. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Cause I I mean everyone was doing it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 it, I did my like I took one hit of it and it, it I felt it. And ever like I stopped after I, I moved out, honestly, to mm. my own. And then I haven't hit or done any type of drug until i met you actually <laughs> so i'm the bad influence cool <laughs> yeah. i mean you can say that but i mean yeah. you, but in a way like you 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 doing that believe it or not like you made me discover more about weed yeah, yeah it's, a, how it's medicinal well it's a different type of comfort too i guess exactly yeah exactly yeah and like also, like it actually helped my with my anxiety too, which is probably what I'm gonna talk about in our po- uh, podcast too. Okay. Um, eventually, eventually, um, my it helps my anxiety and like, it, like I had a stressful day at work, it just takes it all away in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Because I'll be at truck. work and I'll be like, I just want to smoke. Mm. So yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those that like smokes and still functions in reality. Oh, like me? Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't because I, I I just don't want to be like one. You know those? I don't want to be those videos that like people record and stuff like that, like being weird and shit. I don't want to be in those videos. Like he thinks he's being weird, but he's just like sitting there. He's like, I feel like I'm being weird. Yeah, but he's just sitting there and existing. It's more like because I'm more real too. Yeah, I'll tell you how it is. Times ten. Yeah. <laughs> Times 10. Kamehameha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we're experimenting at this age. And <laughs> um, so he is a sophomore at this time when he's back at college. And he called his mom when he got to the school. And she says he sounded normal. He was just happy to be back. But to his roommate, Sean, and his girlfriend, Kim, he started to seem. A little bit different. Don't even go in there. I feel like you just thought of Eminem when I said Kim. No, I actually did not. <laughs> I, I thought of Kim Possible. I thought about Lil Kim. Uh, everybody oh, thought shit. of a different Kim. <laughs> yeah, Lil Kim. Kim. Kim Possible. Okay, so they had both noticed that he's or Kim Kardashian. Ew. Um, they had yeah. both noticed. 
<laughs> they both noticed that she ha- he had became he was becoming more withdrawn and depressed and they even described him as being erratic like sketchy yeah uh bryce had admitted that to kim that he was taking vivance which is an amphetamine usually treat um used to treat adhd which bryce did not have so vivance has very severe side effects such as psychosis depression and mania and when Kim confronted him and asked him why he was taking it, he said that he was just using it to stay up late and play video games and kind of just like brushed her off on it. Hmm. So he was taking medicine that he didn't have a condition for? Correct. Mm-hmm. That's a little huh. weird. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah but, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, that's what where the experimenting comes into play. Like, people right. do experiment with stuff, but then for him to continuously be taking it, that's not good. Yeah, especially if you don't have that condition. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, kids are like, oh, shit, I got to I gotta stay up to study or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Though. I've met a couple people like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, they take it to the extreme just to stay up. Like, psh, when if I fell asleep, I fell asleep. Right. That's you. You yeah. fall asleep anywhere, though. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Carl knows how much I sleep, and also I get made fun of. Yeah, I touched his butt all night. He didn't even flinch. <laughs> that was Boston. Okay. For more on Boston, please listen to Team Shrimp. So Bryce was also drinking hard liquor every single day and combining it with the Vivance. So he was drinking as much as two-fifths of alcohol in one weekend. So you can like kind of tell that something is sending him down a spiral almost. damn that reminds me of my dark face exactly and yeah. also this is like right at the beginning of the semester so he was only back for like two weeks jeez mm-hmm. what's the name of that drug vivance let me spell it oh it should be okay i'm just curious what it is it could keep going with this well when you find it you got to describe it to the viewer uh, to the listeners <clears throat> yeah. yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to look into it all right, so on August 27th of 2013, Bryce texted Kim and broke up with her and said that she would be better off without him, which which is just, like, weird, out of nowhere. Yeah. And then at the same time, he sent his friend Sean a text message that says, I love you, bro. Seriously, you are the best person I've ever met. You saved my soul. Even Sean reported that it seemed abnormal for him to send a text message in that way. So to me, that seems like he's kind of like a mental health crisis almost. Right. Especially with Vivance causing depression and, and stuff. And he's drinking hell a ton. Correct. And like they're the side, the two side effects of each other combining them like that. It's, it doesn't sound good. Like he sounds like he's saying goodbye. Almost. Like he's on a path of uh, self-destruction. Right. Exactly. But asking his friends and family like they would have no idea why he would feel that way. So that just leads me to believe that him taking Vivance really had a lot to do with it. Right. Um, so the next day, August 28th, Sean ended up calling Karen, um, Bryce's mom. Karen! And that's Bryce's mom, uh, to let her know that he was worried about him and then told her, like, what was going on with the breakup with Kim and then letting her know that he just seemed completely different. So she gets off the phone and, like, just keeps going about her day. She doesn't call Bryce, but she's just like, okay, thanks for calling and telling me about this crazy, my son acting very funny, like, and then it doesn't call him. Hmm. Weird, right? Right. Like, well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> and that was who? Who called? Who His called? roommate. Huh. 
So anyway, I did look up what the Vivance does, and one of the side effects is actually um, unusual agitation and restlessness. Mm -hmm. Hallucinations as well. So maybe he was saying, yeah, let's hold on to that to see where where this goes. Yeah. So a couple hours after Sean had called his mom, Bryce's mom, um, now Bryce called his mom and he was at Kim's house. Mm-hmm. And at this point, they had already broken up. So Karen is asked to speak to Kim and she tells Karen, Bryce is acting weird. I'm very worried about him. I took the keys to his car because I don't want him getting hurt and I don't want him to leave. And I don't think that he is in any position to really be driving right now. So Karen says, okay, let me speak to Bryce again. And when she talks to Bryce, she feels like he's completely fine. Like to her, there's no sense of him being messed up or anything. He sounds completely fine. And he's telling her like, I just broke up with Kim and now she won't let me leave. Like I just want to go home. So Karen is still a little hesitant and is like, you know what? I'm worried about you. Let me fly up and come and see you because again, it's like a nine and a half hour drive. But Bryce is like, no, don't do that. like don't do that before I talk to you tomorrow I have a lot to talk to you about so she says okay give the phone back to Kim and then Karen tells Kim just give him back his keys and let him go home Hmm. so obviously mama knows best right moms know how the son is supposed to behave and feel and all of that right but you know how many times like you could I have sobered up in a moment that I need to sober up, I'd be like, yeah, right. like same here. Like I would actually like sober up like immediately if I had to. Right. Like if the situation was serious, I'd be like, yeah, I'm completely okay. Exactly. Like, especially un- if you're adrenal- under pressure, right? And like, especially like if your adrenaline is like kicking in, like I, I don't know me personally, like I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, but she lets him go. She's like, just let him go. So Karen says that when she spoke to Bryce, he seemed completely normal and he didn't seem weird or anything at all. And that's why she told Kim to let him go. Um, She told Bryce, listen, go home, sleep on this, and we'll talk in the morning. Just let it go. Let it go. So call me then. (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) So and then she gets off the phone with him. So at this point, she assumes that Bryce went home. And then when he called her at 1 a.m., she assumes that he is at his house until the next morning at 11 a.m. when she gets a voicemail from State Farm saying that the car that State Farm. Yeah. Jake from State Farm called her and said that the car that Bryce was driving needed to use roadside assistance. Mm. So she thinks that's weird. Let me call Sean and find out if Bryce is home. And when she spoke to Sean, he found she found out that he had never came home last night. Do you know where your child is? It's eleven p.m. Do you know where your children are? Check the local. Eleven. Shit, it was ten in my time. It's at ten. Yeah, it's at ten. Oh. I don't know. Shit, I used to get scared at that commercial. <laughs> Why? Because I'd, I'd be like, yo, who's watching me right now? <laughs> <laughs> so based on what I had read, I d- it mm. didn't seem like she tried to call Bryce right away. But that just might be like I couldn't find that information. I'm sure she might have. But in any case, uh, Karen and Mike decided to look at Bryce's credit card charges. And they see that there was a charge in Button Willow, California, which is about three hours from their house. <laughs> Button Willow. Button Willow. <laughs> <Button-hole. laughs> 
Button Willow. <laughs> you're Willow. you're just like butthole. <laughs> yeah, Button you guys, Willow. You guys know what pussy willows are? Yes. No. <laughs> you don't know what they are? No. It's those little, little white things. things when when spring comes. It's these little white fuzzy things that grow on the tree. Kind of. Okay, I've probably seen them. But probably. Willow. Huh. <laughs> I never knew that. <laughs> the more you know. The more you the know. The more you know. And <laughs> insert SpongeBob meme. <laughs> Imagination. <laughs> um, so at this point, his parents are like, oh, he's only three hours away. Maybe he's coming home. Okay. So they call the place where the card was charged, and a man named Christian who owns the Castro Tire and Gas answered and says, yes, I totally helped your son because he was like, he is red hair. He's very distinguishable. Mm. Um, he called roadside because he has ran out of gas and then he had helped him out. So that was about an hour and a half ago. But if you'd like, I can go there and I could check to see if he's still there or what the situation is. And his parents were like, yes, please go check. So Christian gets to where he helped Bryce and he's still sitting there just kind of looking blankly. So Christian calls back Karen and is like, hey, he's still sitting here. Do you want to talk to him? And Karen speaks to him and is like, what are you doing? And he says, like, he literally says nothing. And she's like, okay, you're only three hours from home. Go get gas. Finish driving here. And we could talk. We can figure out what's going on with you. And Bryce says, okay, and gets gas. And then the hours start to go by again. Hmm. So he was just sitting there for an hour and a half. Just doing nothing? Doing absolutely nothing. Just blank. I wonder if it's like, uh, you know how a lot of time, I may be wrong, but in like suicidal times, a lot of, a lot of people like think about that shit, you know, like all the worst stuff that's happening, mm-hmm. kind of like planning shit, you know, right. or I don't know if I'm putting it the right way. I see what you're saying, like <clears throat> just in their head. Yeah, pretty much. He's like too deep into that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, um, another thing that the drug causes is imbalance in serotonin. So it's called, um, I forgot, it was like uh, serotonin syndrome. So he's pretty much pumping too much serotonin through the the brain is pumping. Almost like if if the brain was on steroids, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it could cause symptoms of depression. Hmm. So that's probably what's going on there. So I'm, you know, I'm just guessing right now. Maybe that. Could well, be. I would say based on what right. I know, I guess, yeah. Yeah. It's hmm. always the first heartbreak that hurts the most. I mean, but yeah, he did it exactly. Though. Yeah. He did it though. Maybe she cheated on him. Or he found out something. I yeah. don't know. Guys, no. We do. Well, anyways, <laughs> well, um, after three hours, Bryce still isn't home and he's only three hours away. So Karen starts calling him nonstop, but he's not answering at this point. After not hearing from from him for six hours after she had spoken to him while Bryce was in Button Willow, she ends up calling the police who end up calling AT&T to get an emergency ping on his location to find out where he is. It turns out that he's still sitting in the same place that he was before in Button Willow. So he just got gas and he went back to sitting there and he's been sitting there for almost nine hours total. I mean, it's Shit. possible. 
Because I mean, like Carl said, like because I've I've been through that dark phase. Yeah, you don't want to move, and you don't want you don't, to want, you don't want to do anything. You just don't. Mm. You just you're just in your head, right? And shit, I remember, uh, freaking when I had my dark phase, like I was used to. I used to sit at McDonald's, Damn, do nothing. Son. Yeah, do nothing. Do you at least order? Oh yeah, there was plenty of fucking McDonald's foods in my. Oh okay, car. okay. I thought you were just. <laughs> no, because, because I just didn't want to go home. I didn't want to be anywhere near anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Your zone. Right. So the police end up going over there and they find Bryce pretty much in the same spot where he was at a truck stop. And they perform a sobriety test on him. They search his vehicle. They couldn't find any drugs. The whole time he's responding and talking to them. And they didn't find any alcohol either. And they claim that he was friendly and normal. And when he when they asked him what he was doing. Well, of course, he's going to be like that. You know, he's being confronted, uh, confronted by the police and stuff. Right. Exactly. And when they were like, what are you doing out here? He was like, I'm just blowing off steam. Again, I've been through that. It's totally understandable. Yep, You don't want to bother people. Exactly. Like I I've been through that shit dark enough carl carl's carl's seen some of it it's it wasn't pretty i saw the tip he did <laughs> i'm sure you saw you've seen more than the tip and those who are suffering with depression and suicidal thoughts we're gonna include a phone number in the end of the podcast yes we are in the show yes. notes which is the information below the episode yeah, and pl- and reach out to people that you truly care about because you're not alone. Yeah, man. Yes. True dad. <laughs> True dad. So, continuing on after Ozzy's nice message, when they ask him what he's doing, he says he's blowing off scene. They're like, okay, no problem, no big deal. Uh, but can you like call your mom because she's worried about you? Maybe just just call her back. And when they asked him to do that, he seemed like he was a little hesitant to, hesitant to do so. And he had to be encouraged to call. So before Karen had spoken to Bryce himself, she asked the police, do you think he's okay to drive home? And the police said at this point, yeah, he's all right. But at this point, I feel like I would have wanted to go get my kid, though. Like, I feel like I wouldn't have wanted to, them to drive home if he's just been sitting Hell in the yeah. same spot. A normal she, parent would be yeah. fucking up their ass. Right. Like, if he's only three hours away, like... Maybe it'd be a bit much to ask police to like sit there and like, like watch him. Your dad flew, right, from yeah. a different state to beat someone else. Yeah, my dad. I was. That's a long story, but uh, there were some things that were going on, and my dad literally has drone driven up to Connecticut to come grab my ass. Has flown up to Connecticut. Shit, I would do the same. Grab my ass. I would do the same thing. I don't give a fuck yeah. where you are. Oh, I'm yeah. going to fucking get you. It's home. Oh so, yeah. In any case, but she was like, if the police say that he's okay, then I guess he can drive home. But again, we don't have kids, so at the same time, we don't know. But I feel like that's what we would do as parents. Uh, yes. Without question. Yeah. Not not it, what ifs. It's what is. Right. Exactly. So, Especially after nine hours of him just sitting somewhere. In the exactly. same spot. In the, in same, the same town. Spot. Shit. Exactly. My, shit. My mom would call me at freaking eight o'clock if I wasn't home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you do? Well, she was calling. He just wasn't answering her. Um. So in any case, he talks to his mom and she's like, what are you doing? Like in a sense of why the fuck are you still sitting in the same spot? Like what is going on with you? But he answers 
like very literally, he's like, I'm putting everything back in my car. And Karen is like, okay, like go get something to eat. Please just come home. Like you're only three hours away. Let's go. So he hangs up with her police based on the conversation they had just heard, assume that he is going to be heading home and they leave him to let him drive back. Mm. So another hour goes by and Christian who had missed a call from Karen earlier gives her a call back. So she's just like, Hey, don't worry about it. He was still sitting there. Police already came by and he should be on his way home now. And this was about an hour ago. But Christian, being the literal best human ever, says, you know what, let me go check and make sure that he did leave. It's no big deal. So he goes back there, and Bryce is still parked in the same spot another hour later. Let's just make it 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. So Christian calls back his parents, and he's like, hey, he's still here, but I'm going to follow him until he gets on the highway and then lets him know like when he pulls off. So at this point, Karen and Bryce are still communicating via phone and Karen is asking about landmarks like, what are you passing? Like, where are you kind of things? So if you're three hours from home, you should be able to tell me what you can see and I would know where you are. And but he wasn't giving like any anything specific. He was being very evasive. And all he would say is that the GPS says he'll be home at 325 and then he gets off the phone. So a couple hours later at 2.05 a.m., Bryce calls his mom and says, listen, I'm getting too tired to keep driving. I'm going to sleep in the car for a few hours before I drive the last hour. And his parents just say, okay. But, like, again, I'm not blaming my parents, but my my son has been acting weird all day long. And yeah, I'd be like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'd be, yeah, like, yeah. No. I'd be like, where are you pulling off? I'm coming to get your ass right the fuck now. You're only an hour away. But all I say is okay. In any case. Yeah, it seems like he's being kind of, like, evasive, right? Very, like, I don't want to come home. I don't want to talk to anyone. Well, again, that's that's depression talking. Yeah. yeah. And that's Lots the same thing. energy and everything. Him giving yeah. his stuff away, that is a clear sign, too. Yeah. Right. So they go to sleep. He goes to sleep. And the next morning at 8 a.m., Bryce's parents' doorbell rings. And they expect, obviously, Bryce. So they run to the door to find out what the, like, what the hell is going on. And they ended up answering the door to a highway patrol officer. So they asked, the officer asked if they had a 2003 Highlander. They said, yes, that's our son's vehicle. And the officer says, I'm sorry, but the vehicle was found at Castaic Lake, which is about 90 miles from their home, which is a two-hour drive. In, like, kind of the opposite direction. Of where their house is. From where he would have been. Sheesh. So the vehicle was found at the bottom of a 25 foot cliff. On its side. And it was abandoned. And the vehicle still had Bryce's belongings in it. And the rear window was missing. And it looked like it was kicked out from the inside out. So he got out of it. And kicked kicked out the, the rear window. What the hell did he do? Off-roading with it? Hold on. Look <laughs> <laughs> uh, at there. Um. So the the window was kicked out and his phone and laptop were still inside the vehicle and his duffel bag was outside of it, but Bryce was nowhere to be found. And there was a small amount of blood blood found on the passenger seat in the back seat and in the back seat, but it wasn't enough to say that he was bleeding a lot. And if anything, it was just like a small cut that he may have gotten from falling off the cliff or driving off the cliff. Well, yeah, 25 feet is kind of high. Yeah. This is like parkour. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what the hell did he do? Some Forza stuff or, and, like, off-roading yeah. and shit? Uh-huh. Too much Forza Horizon, you know? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. 
So the police searched the area. It's such a good game, though. <laughs> yeah. And what they thought to have happened and what appeared to have happened was that Bryce had driven down a service road near a cell tower. And there is a hill. So when you're on the top of it, it looks like it's just a cliff. It goes straight into the water. And it was pretty steep. So then he drives and he accelerates all the way down. And then he fell because there was an embankment and the water was actually far off. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't know, like you would have thought the water was right there. Mm -hmm. So obviously the, de the detectives thought that this was intentional because of the acceleration. But they didn't realize that he didn't realize the water was right there. And obviously they think that he was trying to commit suicide. So especially with the fact that he gave things away in his mental state prior to what was going on. But he wasn't in the car. So where did he go? So the police searched the lake, the hillsides, shorelines, and they spent so many hours doing it. And every single search came up with nothing. They even had hired specialists to like, like search the bottom of the lake with like radar and stuff. Nothing. Hmm. They had so they ended up contact his parents ended up contacting the media and they ended up handing out flyers and nobody had seen anything. There were no leads and there was nothing to follow until five days later. Ooh. Five days later. <laughs> it sounds five like some days later. <laughs> it sounds like missing 411 kind of story. Dun, yeah. Done. <laughs> so Five days later, a bicyclist that is riding in the area of the lake calls 911 to report a brush fire only about three miles away from Bryce's car was found. Once the police arrive and put out the fire, they discover the human body that was burned was a cause of the fire. After forensic tests were performed, it was confir confirmed that it was not Bryce Lespisa. Yeah. He killed someone? No, it was a different person from a different homicide. <clears throat> Just like somebody who happened to be dumped there. there yeah. And it's California, right? Yeah. So he crashed? No. There's another man discovered <clears throat> on fire. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So so this is this is weird. So he fell off of a cliff. They say windshield was broken out the from the ins oh the, the back window was broken from the inside. Yep. So they did more searching of the area and they did find something else. Uh -huh. So there was a camera that takes pictures of vehicles going up the road called Lake Hughes Road. And uh -huh. the camera captured the vehicle twice. So a couple of hours before they believe the accident to have happened. And then one um, that's at 2.15 a.m. And that was only six minutes after he had called his mom. Mm-hmm. And then at, again, at 4.29 a.m., that was caught again on camera traveling in the same direction. So it seemed like he was driving in circles, mm -hmm. which police believe that he was contemplating something. So probably driving off the cliff. Um, there was nothing else to note on the camera, though. Mm -hmm. Now, 4 o'clock, it's still dark, right? 4 a.m., yeah. Yeah, still pretty dark. So Especially in the desert. Yeah, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like it's also possible that he just probably, like, saw another road and he's like, oh, crap, let me go this way. And he fell off without actually planning on it. But he was accelerating and it looked like oh, you were so driving it. Fast. Like, 
Yeah. Oh, okay. So on the ninth day of looking for him, the police ended up bringing in dogs to track his scent to where he have, could have gone after he crashed the car. Mm-hmm. So the dogs traced his scent across the, the dam at the lake, which had like a roadway on top of it. And then they followed it towards a truck stop area. And then it stops. Hmm. Like out of nowhere? Yeah. And then it just stops. So in my opinion, that seems like he got picked up by somebody right. in a car. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So police think that he just abandoned his life and is living homeless. And they think that he might be a homeless person in California. That's their theory because they haven't found his body. Um, there haven't been any reports or anything. And he's actually still missing. And if he is still alive, he hasn't touched anything. Not any of his accounts. Not He hasn't used his name or social security number. And he just vanished without a trace. So that's what makes this case interesting is because – he was acting very funny, and then all of a sudden he's gone. Like, just gone. Is this still yeah. going on? Yeah, this is an ongoing case. Like, so nobody search. knows where the hell this is. No. That's some Waldo shit, man. Yeah. But he stands out. So I'm going to read a description of him for you, and we're going to post pictures on the Instagram. But, yeah, I wish he was alive. Like, I think he might be alive. I don't know. He definitely got away. So technically, when he's out to college, right, I would mm-hmm. assume he doesn't have this passport. I don't think so. Right? So he can't well, leave the country unless he does it illegally. It would have been flagged for sure. Yeah. If he exactly. left the country, they would have known about it. Exactly. So he can't do that. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he had an ID either. So, you know, once the car crashed, he probably tried to crawl out or something. Right. He it's left like, his wallet yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a lot of weird stuff, man. Yeah. I think that he was trying, definitely trying to commit suicide and then like it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then he definitely got in a car with someone. Yeah. But that person hasn't said anything if he, if they did. But it's kind of, it's kind of like that saying, like, if you think you don't want to live, just try to drown yourself. Right. Mm. And then a lot of people, they can't go through with it. Because they need to breathe. Right? So he climbed out of the car, ran away towards the truck stop. He either went with somebody or well, someone somebody took him. him. Out. Or yeah, either helped him out or didn't. Because you know, there's still a there's still a pretty big market on organs and shit. Right. You so know? someone he definitely never... helped him out big time. Right. Yeah. So he's been missing since August 30th of 2013 from Castell, mm. California. Um, he was classified as an endangered missing, and he had um, distinction characters. Are he is Caucasian male with red hair, green eyes. Last piece has a tattoo of a Taurus bullhead, and his birthday and Roman numerals on his upper left arm. And I could post a photo of that as well. Mm. Um, if you have any information on Bryce Laspisa, please contact the L.A. County Sheriff's Department at 323-890-5500. There is also a Facebook group ran by his parents, which is called Find Bryce Laspisa. Honestly, if it's the L.A. Department, they're probably not even doing shit to look for the guy. I don't know. They think that he was just that he ran off to be a homeless person. So honestly, who knows? Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, it's just that there's so many people missing it's like there's a limit i think 
that they actually put priority, unfortunately. Wait yeah. till we get into because we are mostly doing like Florida East Coast cases. Wait till we get into LA. LA at one point was just fucking murder, murder capital, and the LAPD yeah. did fucking nothing. And they still don't, you know. Right. So that's yeah. that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. So if like maybe a different group got involved within that, maybe that would help. But it's also they like- gotta go ahead. It's almost like uh, certain cops don't care anymore. Yeah. Well, there's that, and then there's a whole bunch of different laws that go along with it, though. You know what I mean? Like what they can, what they can't do, what they can't do, how much money they could spend, and all that. It's like crap. I, it's, it's like I know, like for a fact that like certain states of, you know, they they don't really care about like the homeless as much, so they really don't care anymore. Like, right. how many times are they going to harass him in a way? Right. That's true. Yeah. But also, he couldn't. I guess he wasn't that badly injured. At least I assume, because, like, they would probably hear of him being somewhere in a hospital, right? Right. Unless he had a concussion, and maybe that's not no- that's yeah, not right? a noticeable injury. Yeah. So but how would he walk all the way to a freaking truck stop, right? Yeah. yeah, that's some like double. Maybe I'll make a, na- a map of it. That's like some the, um some double cool. seven. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Just change your whole life. That would be crazy. Like Dexter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. Wow. Yeah. Shoot. It's not satisfying, is it? Not really. Yeah, that's yeah, why I don't like missing person. Yeah, like where the fuck is he? Where's where is he? Yeah, but it's kind of is the mystery that kind of it's, it's almost like some Carmen San Diego shit. Where in the yeah. world is Carmen San Diego? That game used to scare me. Why? <laughs> I felt like she was watching my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that that was actually another educational show. For mm. more, join us on CBS. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> PBS Kids was my shit, man. PBS Kids. Oh, PBS Kids. CBS. <laughs> CBS. <laughs> CBS to CBS. CBS kids, drink some NyQuil with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Cushion Crime. If you want more of Ozzy and Carl, you can find them at Team Shrimp Podcast. And on Instagram at Team Shrimp.podcast. Yes, sir. Pod- and for us, you can find us on all of your social media channels at Cushion Crime. And you can also find us on mel- multiple different platforms. For some reason, people didn't know we were on Apple Podcasts. We're on there also. We are. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Everything. Everything, really. I like to spread my legs. We don't have an OnlyFans yet, so keep them close. We. Hey, side hustle. You might do it for a couple extra bucks. (laughs) Hey, two dollars is two dollars, right? Yeah, exchange for a piece of change. Well, you you join us on our next episode, and (laughs) goodbye. Bye, bye, bye.